What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 182nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, as always, I have Will. As sometimes always, because out of the last 100 episodes, I haven't appeared in all 100 of them. But my real question for that commentary is, uh, I think Travis has turned into a bird. Or is Travis a bird? That's a question. Something like that. Gone? I think he's a, I think he's a bird now. He 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 started a new life. Well, as a cockatiel, <laughs> and we yes, have to wish him new, the best in his a new life as a bird. Life. I, I do wish him the best, and I hope that he enjoys lots of nuts. I think that's what cockatiels eat. Maybe I maybe maybe wrong. Maybe please move on. Please move on. I'm sure Travis me. will be here next week. He's not dead, everyone. Just to let you guys know. Uh, but in his place, we have the guy who sounds closest to Travis in voice. <laughs> the only reason that I'm ever here. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I I can't I can't hear the difference between their voices. Uh, or why? I uh, know I can't hear the I can't hear the similarities between their voices because I think they're ver- both very different. But Mike is here. Well, many people have said that we sound very similar. So I don't think that's the case. I think Micah uses a lot of vocal fry, and Travis uses a lot of high-pitched squealing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how Travis feels about that either. But do you have I ever cared how anybody has ever felt about anything that has come out of my mouth? <laughs> Micah's, Micah's always on, always on, also on that delay. Yeah, the lifetime delay, thirty-second delay in life. Yup. <laughs> a good skill set to have it makes it even more annoying when like i'm watching something side by side with somebody like for example pokemon worlds and the actual stream delay on my end is like 20 seconds behind (laughs) because then i could be like it's not my fault speaking of pokemon worlds uh usually we don't talk about pokemon stuff right away but we just finished watching the masters finals for the vgc's Yes. And boy, that match was not anything special. Now, I mean, but yeah, the worst thing about it was, right, the teams were, like, identical. Pretty much identical, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I will say this, since I'm not here all the time, and it's probably somewhat unpopular opinion, but we touched on this briefly outside of recording. I don't understand why any legendaries are allowed in competitive play. But maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just I'm just being old fashioned. Yeah. Well, when one this has been a problem since black and white, and maybe it's been a problem longer than that. But you see the the three genies, like everybody in that match, aside from Kangaskhan, was a legendary. No, there was Aegislash. Okay, Aegislash. So Kangaskhan and Aegislash. <laughs> everybody else was a legendary. No, there was a Volcarona. Doesn't Volcarona count though? Doesn't he no. count as a legendary? No, I don't like, think so. Okay, all right. You, you um, can breed your Volcaronas. Yeah, but you get uh, 
you get the the every competitive VGC team must run two of the three genies. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. And you need almost everyone's running Heatran and almost everyone's running Cresselia. Right there, you got five legendaries that have been dominant for ever since Black and White. And it's it's kind of sad that Pokemon Company hasn't seen that or hasn't fixed it or hasn't like acknowledged that that's a problem that they want to fix. No, I agree. It's like they put so much money into the competition, too, and it's like they're just letting it grow stale. Right. I think their their thought process was, okay, well, we have – well, last year with X and Y, it was like their thought process was like, okay, we have Megas. You guys – that this will change everything up, and it didn't. It was just like those same five legendaries plus Mega King of Scan. That was the only difference. And we saw that this year. We saw that this year exactly. Well, that's what it was this year, too. And, exactly and then maybe the thought process of this year with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was like, we gave you guys even more Megas. And it was like, n- none of those were, were shown at all. <laughs> I know, right? It's still Mega Kangaskhan. Yep. Wow. Oh, man. And the strategy is very similar. Just you know, just brute force. No, very little creativity. Rock slide. Very popular move. Heat wave. Showing, showing my competitive skill here. Uh, is if I didn't already by suggesting that Volcarona's may be a legendary. Uh, in Kangaskhan's defense, Mega Can Kangaskhan is very adorable. <laughs> that is Mega, true. It, it's very adorable, but it's also very easy to breed. As that was the first competitive Pokemon that I bred, and I got it like perfect, perfect IVs, everything. So, not that hard to put together. Not that breeding is actually anything that has to do with competitive Pokemon. I mean, you can just RNG and I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, you're, the, you're just you're just trying to get me mad. The uh, world world has literally ended as we started recording this. Uh, we kind of waited um, to watch that final match and a couple so, announcements coming in. Uh, Worlds 2016 will be in San Francisco. So last time it was in California, it was very, very busy, very overbooked because California has a lot of people and a lot of people have can fly there. And I don't know how crowded Boston was. I wasn't there, but I remember the time I was in, it was actually San Diego, I believe, the, the worlds I went to. It was, it was, they had way too many people register for last chance qualifier than they even imagined, imagined. And I think. 200 to 300 people got buys the first round just because they didn't have tables for them to sit at, so they just gave them a free pass to round two. But yeah, that was the that was the closing announcements. Uh, a lot of a lot of buys. I feel like that is a lot of buys. Um, <laughs> also, San Francisco is very expensive, from what I understand. Yes, it is also very nice, though. It's a nice, very nice city. Well, I've never been there. Have it's you? Have, I know you guys have both been there, right? Yes. Yes. It's the like majority of good people weather in San all Francisco around. are incredibly nice all the time. For they're not all tech no millionaires. Well, maybe they're nice because they're tech millionaires. And <laughs> they don't have to worry about things like, you know, bills or school loans. <laughs> I wouldn't say San Francisco's top on my cities to live, but it's definitely top on my cities to visit. It's pretty nice. Uh, I will say that they made a, they did a really good job in the stream, uh, the broadcast of making it look like a very fun event. It yeah. looked like a lot of fun. Oh, I mean, it I've looked been like to everybody it's there fun. was having a lot of fun. 
it, it's fun. It is. Is it? Seems like it. Especially it just seems doing like... side events and being silly. Yeah. It was. It, it, it just seems like uh, it. It gives off that the cast gives off that good like convention atmosphere. Like everybody there for the pretty much the same thing, shared interests. Like just having a good time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Pokemon has found its groove with streaming and in doing worlds. I don't I don't feel like they're taking enough risks of doing new new things or pushing it a little farther, but I think they're content in their the the audience in worlds is content with what they're doing. Well, I'll say one thing I was not content about and where they tried to do something new was the Pokken uh, tournament competition they had on Friday where I literally had like worlds streaming in my office while I was at work and I wanted to watch the VGC competitions on Friday afternoon for the Swiss rounds and they didn't show any of those and they only showed Pocket Tournament and I know that there's like a huge fighting game like a competitive scene and they were probably trying to draw those people in to get them to watch as well but for me, who just wanted to see regular old traditional Pokemon battles, and those Swiss round battles would be the ones that were more creative, right? Uh, so right? did they just not show those in gen- like in, in general? It just they completely did, they didn't well, it, show it was Swiss, so they pretty much just skipped them. That seems like an, like why maybe not do like when they do Evo, which is the big fighting competition every year. They do. Uh, like fighting game competition, they do multiple Evo channels because they know there's so many games that are being played. Like, why not show well, well, that separate? In from- Pokemon's defense, uh, streaming Swiss is relatively new. In years okay. past, they almost only only streamed finals. I mean, you know, you say that, but even like when you and I were at nationals together, which was what, 2012, they still showed some of the Swiss rounds on video. So just popping that up onto, onto the TV screen, like the video in the, in this location, putting it up onto the stream is not that much different. They don't have to show the people too, right? You could just show the comp, the, the battle screen. In general, it just seems odd to override anything VGC related for something that's not nest that's not VGC. Well, and I think it me unhappy. I think, although <laughs> I was very excited to see Pokemon tournament. Yeah, well, that, that, you're wrong. That's our that's our first bit of news <laughs> is that the the big announcement out of Worlds was Pokemon tournament was announced worldwide for Wii U in 2016, um, early 2016. They said so. I think to stream that and to piggyback off that, you you have the the hardcore people already have probably watched Japanese videos of Pokémon streaming, and now you're saying that this game is coming worldwide, and you have people who have heard about Pokémon tournament but maybe have not seen it in action. So they were just piggybacking off that like social media announcement, yeah, to get people to watch, which is fine. I'm I'm assuming that their resources were kind of limited and that they had so many people making sure that the Pokemon tournament was streamed that they probably didn't have enough people to run another stream even if they wanted to and honestly i'm guessing that it it, they they for the sake of popularity or you know for for uh coverage sake it was more beneficial for them to stream a a new announce like a new game announcement and build hype for that than it was to stream 
Yeah, ab- rounds, absolutely. Because I have a friend who is like really, really into the fighting game community, like the same way that I'm into Pokemon. And he, like, the minute I told him that they were doing a stream of Pokken Tournament, he put the stream on in his office. And then he's, like, all these competitors who were people that aren't from the Pokemon community but from the fighting game community that they had in the Pokken Tournament. He's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah, that guy's really famous. Like, Rip is the guy who won. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, Rip is really famous. And I was like, I've never heard of that dude. (laughs) Well, famous probably in the Evo sense. Yeah, but it just, like brought in like probably just a few tweets about you know oh they're streaming pocket tournament out to the fighting game community brought in views from all of those fighting game fans and the pokemon fans so it's like if it's based on ratings then they just got huge ratings just by doing that well and i had noticed in in my own circles like the the people that i grew up with through pokemon like tekken and pokemon came kind of hand in hand like Tekken was the big thing that people were playing at Aladdin's Castle, which was the local arcade to me. And uh, when we would be sitting with our DSs on the floor or out on someone's car or whatever, it was either that or people were playing Tekken. And a lot of the people who still care about Pokemon but have cared about it less and still care about Tekken but maybe not as much, like I noticed a lot of those people showing a lot more interest in that like there was like a renewed interest for them in both pokemon and tekken seeing that announcement and seeing that you know the gameplay and stuff like that well let's see if that renewed interest translates into dollars when it's actually yeah. released for the wii u because <laughs> like right how many people we'll have to see how many people are going to buy a wii u because they right. haven't bought a wii u yet That's just to other, play this game yeah. Most of those dudes that uh, that I know at least don't have Wii U's. Uh, yeah, I I I, mm, I I'm hesitant to, hesitant to say that Pokemon Tournament will be a system seller. Yeah, I like, think on some on a on like a like a uh, cult classic level. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I I know a lot of people that play Pokemon just obviously because I run a Pokemon podcast, but. A lot of them like don't like Smash Brothers or don't like fighting games, and I don't. Pokemon has Pokemon obviously as fighting, but that's still that's usually not enough to get people in fighting games because people don't want to memorize up, up, down, left, right moves or anything like that. That's just not fun. Yeah, Monster Hunter. Um, I will say what will make it a system seller is if they make Vileplume a playable character in Pokken Tournament, then that will sell Wii U's. People are so <laughs> nuts for Vileplume. They will just grab it. I don't they think probably even have like a, a, a special edition <laughs> Vileplume Wii U. Uh, now, I wasn't prepared for this conversation, so I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you guys do. Do they have cabinets for Pokken Tournament? Yeah, like only in Japan. Japan. It's, it's okay. an arcade game. I would be interested to see if the if that comes here. Well, the, uh, I'm assuming it is coming here for Dave and Buster's. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. I vaguely remember talking about Dave and Buster's had had like some sort of. Yeah, I think it's smart though that they're doing a worldwide release for Pokemon Tournament um, this coming spring because it's easier to say, "Oh, Pokemon Tournament sold a million copies" when you're shipping it to every country around the world. Yeah. Uh, so I would actually recommend, Micah, if you want to put in a half ounce of effort, um, there is a Japanese uh, TV show called Imagine-Nation. Um, it's on NHK, which is the Japanese PBS, 
And if you just do a search on their website archives, they did an entire program about Pocken Tournament. Mm. And it shows the cabinet. It shows the controllers. It shows gameplay footage. Um, and it has interviews with the Tekken guy who uh, did all the work for Pocken Tournament. So you can learn all about it for free. I can tell you right now. Listen, Pokemon... you lost me at effort, but... Ugh, sorry. <laughs> I can tell you right now that Pokken Tournament is not taking any advantage of that Wii U controller. <laughs> oh no not the second screen no i i don't yeah they the they actually had special controllers for the i'm looking at this cabinet now and, to make it look like yeah. a regular nintendo controller it looks like a well it's i don't know it looks it, it looks good to me i'm interested in it but mostly for me it's more on like a nostalgic level because that's what i grew up with like watching people play tekken and sort of learning tekken to some extent and playing pokemon and I'm sure a lot of the people that I've lost touch with to some extent will will be kind of back in the picture for this, uh, as I'm already seeing people are showing interest in it. And I think that's that's kind of neat, at least on my level. But I'm sure there are plenty of people who play Pokemon who don't care about this at all. Yeah. Well, fighting games are are also in a weird skill set of like Pokemon itself as a game is very luck based, especially when you're running four legendaries on your team. In like the fighting game sense, you're either good or you're not. And if if you're not good, it's very hard for you to get good, and so you're just losing over and over. And if you are really good, it's very hard to find somebody at that skill set that you're at, especially locally. Yeah, you're also kind of melding two communities that are not really on the same page. <laughs> the fighting game community is uh, sometimes very aggressive and toxic, I guess, to some extent. <laughs> mm, maybe they are on the same page with the Pokemon community. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vileplume knows toxic. <laughs> I think most every Pokemon knows toxic. <laughs> it is a TM. Uh, you want? I mean, since we're already talking about news, uh, and we're talking about um, the other the other announcement to piggyback off of Pokémon Tournament being released worldwide for Wii U, is that Pikachu Libre has been added to the game, which is fine. It's a little disappointing that it's a variation of Pikachu. I don't know if it's a Pikachu costume or just a whole new character, but um, kind of disappointing that we're not seeing like Halucha or something else. Like I would have loved Hallucha, but I'm not disappointed that we're getting Pikachu Libre because, I mean, look at him. I mean, if it's like a Ken and Ryu situation where they're like extremely similar except for like one thing, to me that's disappointing. Yeah. Now the fighting game community is like yelling at me that Ken and Ryu are so different. <laughs> but what do you mean? We'll get some depressing news out of the way. Uh... Uh, the Boston Police Department stopped a violent plot during the Pokemon Championships at the Hein Convention Center. Um, two men were arrested after allegedly threatening threatening violence to the attendees of the Pokemon World Championship in Boston. A release from Boston Police Department says that they were notified on social media of threats on Thursday, and they were able to stop two suspects attempting to enter the event a few hours later. The men were not arrested at the time. Of me reading of me reading this, they are arrested, obviously. 
Uh, detectives discovered that the two men have driven from Iowa with several guns in their vehicles that they did not have license for. After obtaining a search warrant for the vehicle, police found a 12-gauge shotgun, an AR-15, and, hundred, and several hundred rounds of ammunition um, and a hunting knife. On Friday, the uh, arrest warrants were issued for 18-year-old Kevin and 27-year-old James. These men were taken to custody after, at their hotel. Uh, both men were charged with unlawful position of firearms, unlawful position of ammunition, and other firearm-related offenses. Very un- unfortunate. But... I, I have no comment. I, I agree. It's just like that's awful. Yep. It's too bad. It's always got to be somebody. It's it's uh, it's both sad and a relief that obviously nothing bad happened. Um. It's also interesting they, they that they were able that, to catch it. Right. Yeah, they caught it, which is great. Uh it's interesting that that didn't make or bubble up to like bigger news um than it was, which is probably a great relief for everyone that was there. Yeah, they it seemed not to they seemed not to skip a beat, which is is great. And it it really took a lot of the attention off of that, which clearly was the you know the point of it yeah if you want to end if you want to end something that's been going on annually that is something that could possibly possibly do it yep yep <laughs> yep it's also uh it's also was probably on the police's best interest to release that press release pretty much as worlds was ending yeah and not, yeah th- th- so there was hy- hysteria about it yeah yep or encouraging other people to try something similar. Right. Because um, crazy people be crazy. I'm curious if yeah. in a week or two we'll get a little bit more news based off that to see if there was any motives or something. Because to target a Pokemon-centric event is kind of odd in it, in a sense. Yeah, they probably just like lost a lot at their local league and just were really <laughs> mad. <laughs> They're mad with their booster pack pulls. <laughs> News more on the uh, positive side here. Uh, Japan now got two new custom 3DS themes, which feature uh, Pikachu. One features Dancing Pikachu, uh, and the other features uh, pretty much just Pikachu's face. Those do not have a North American or European announced date yet, but it seems like every Pokemon theme that has hit Japan has come. Uh, elsewhere, so if you like spending one ninety nine on themes, oh, I buy every single Pokemon one, even the ugly ones. I've bought five of them, and I think there are ten of them now. Well, I have all ten. Oh, the yeah. Espeon Umbreon one is just so ugly, and I still bought it. <laughs> and it pops up because I have them on random rotation, and it just pops up, and I'm like, ugh. If if I if I probably would be more compelled to go out and buy the rest of them if I looked at my home home screen more often. But I'm pretty much in one game all the time. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> there is a uh there's still shiny Rayquaza. Uh you can download that on Alpha Mega or Alpha Mega. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire from uh from now to September fourteenth. By going to Mystery to Gift, uh, this Rayquaza is not only shiny, but knows the move Dragon Ascent. And um, 
let me tell you, I'm getting some great use out of that shiny Rayquaza. Yeah, uh, you were you were streaming the other day playing Pokemon, which was unusual yes. for me to watch your stream playing a game that I knew, and not some Diablo two BS clone that you've been playing. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, that like Boulder's Gate thing that. You oh, well, yeah, we we stopped. We got we put maybe like ninety hours into that game and just can't do it anymore. But, uh, it was suggested when I started playing it when I started streaming it, that uh, I should just do all the trainer battles with only Shiny Rayquaza, even though he's level 70, and I he, he will not, he won't in most cases, you. obey me. Uh, it's worth it to just ride it out until he does obey. And <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing just destroying... Are you just doing a normal playthrough, but with, with Rayquaza? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> that wasn't the intention initially, but that's the that's the fun of this of the stream. Sometimes it's that people request things, and I'm dumb enough to just go along with it. So now that's what it's turned into. Man, if this if this podcast was recorded live, there'd probably be the same dumb decisions being made. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Um, yeah. So shiny Rayquaza till September fourteenth. Uh, what else do I have? The Cynthia. I never know how to say this word. Nen. Nendoroid. Nendoroid? I, thought they were, I thought they were Nedroids. N e d. I think it's Nendoroid. Nendoroid. Yeah, because there's, there's double O's in there. Like Nintendo, but nen, like Nendoroid. Uh, it's well. Anyways, the <laughs> Cynthia version, which is like a little vinyl toy, is uh, set to be released on PokemonCenter.com. They're uh, actually, can I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Gotta, they're they're very very articulated, uh, like action figures. They're like, um, if you've ever heard of Revoltech, which is like a Japanese. <laughs> Revoltech is that like Revoltech. technology Voltron? that's revolting? <laughs> it's a it's a very popular series of like like toy in japan that are incredibly articulated like very detailed and also incredibly articulated they're like small like chibi versions of those so that you can put them in pretty much any position and they have like faces that you can swap and things like that they're very uh they did one for uh isabel from animal crossing uh they did a luigi one last year they did the um wind waker Link, uh, and then the majority of them are anime characters I've never heard of before. But that's yeah, uh, they do have a lot of anime characters <laughs> that I can't recognize. They're very, they're very like uh, poseable though, and they actually did a Pokemon Trainer Red one too with uh, the. Uh, Gen One starters, which is very, they're adorable. The red figure was released in Japan of September two thousand fourteen, and then it came to the United States via PokemonCenter dot com in December of two thousand fourteen. Obviously, it's not there anymore because it sold out. Uh, the Cynthia figure has been in Japan uh, since July twenty fifth, and uh, obviously, it should be coming to the PokemonCenter dot com on Tuesday or. Sorry, Wednesday of this week. 
Um, Pokemon plans to be releasing a new figure every three months on PokemonCenter.com. So I don't know what figure is coming after Cynthia, but uh, I'm sure you can still buy red. For, for ridiculous prices. I'm sure. Is it? I'm going to see how much it is on Amazon. Yeah, I'm going to check. <laughs> They're very cool. Like, we if, saw you one like at, if you uh, like uh, toys and you we like saw Pokemon, one at Gen Con. that's the... There you go. I don't know. I just came across a Nendoroid from uh, the oh, that's anime. Actually not... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say from the anime Do Ra Ra Ra, which I find that I thought very few people watched that in the first place. And to have such an obscure character with a Nendoroid, wow. Well, they're, they're, a lot of them are really obscure as far as I could tell because I've never heard of the majority of them but they're also very popular in japan so if that's they're they're mostly distributed in japan so if it's a a show or a game that's popular in japan then it makes sense and the price for the for red on at least on ebay is surprisingly cheap it looks like like roughly 20 bucks yeah i'm I'm looking at aliexpress and it's 20 bucks there too but on amazon it's about 200 so yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what this AliExpress is out of. Probably China. Oh, it looks like at least from the the company is Good Smile that those Nendoroid. It looks like the eBay listings. The one that's two hundred is the American version. Oh, okay. Everything else is the Japanese version, and it's like ten to twenty bucks. I'm sure they overproduced the uh, Japanese version. I I imagine the only thing difference is the box it comes in. Right. So uh, look forward to that this week. If you are a big Cynthia fan, I know there's at least one huge Cynthia fan that listens to the show. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> um, so Pokemon Shuffle News uh, on Monday of last week, the day after we recorded the um, Darkrai uh, Escalation Battle got added. I believe this is the first time Darkrai was in Pokemon Shuffle. Uh, I think so. Yep. Uh, it's available from August 17th to August 31st, and if you make it to level 50, you get the Mega Speed Up, or what is it called, the Mega Candy. I'm trying to remember what your prediction was from last week for Shuffle, what what it was going to be. Oh, it was wrong. I thought I said it was, I thought I said Groudon, oh no, I think I said Mew was coming back, and I was wrong. Something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, last week we had Rayquaza, this week they gave us Groudon. So they're still rotating those three. Um, I also assumed that Embor was coming because Pig Knight ended, and that did not happen. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah, here here we go. Uh, if you beat Darkrai on level 50, you get Mega Speed Up. Uh, if you go to level 100, you also get another Mega Speed Up. And then if you get to uh, stage 200, you get a final Mega Speed Up. Well, I'm, I had no problems until I got to level 50, and now I'm kind of stuck. Yeah. Uh, it gets easy after 50. 50 is just hard, and then it goes back to being easy. Um, mega speed ups are permanent upgrades to your mega Pokemon. It just lets them mega evolve faster in future battles. Um, Who would you recommend applying a mega speed up to first out of all the megas that are available in Pokemon Shuffle? Uh, I think uh, so. Each mega Pokemon have, have can eat a certain amount of mega speed ups. I think Lucario that he can eat a total of four. Um, and Ampharos is like crazy. It's like eight. Uh, but Gengar only needs one mega speed up. 
to hit his maximum. Um, so I would give it to Gengar because Gengar is also one of the best Pokemons to use during Meowth stage because other Pokemon like Lucario can wipe out coins and that's not good. But Gengar just gets rid of all the Gengars, which gives you more coins or let, lets the possibility of more coins drop down. So I would give it to Gengar in my opinion. Hmm. I am a fan of Mega Gengar. He is great. I just like Gengar in general. Gengar is also great. <laughs> uh, I think that's it that we have it's for news Gengar, here. Right? Um, yeah, that's all we got. I might be missing something, but uh, I think we talked. Yeah, we did Pokemon World's Pikachu Cup was this weekend. I've been playing in the Pikachu Cup. Uh, no real surprises there. Lots of uh, Mega Ampharos and uh, who's the big electric guy like the really big one Minectric? no no actually i have not seen as much Minectric as i was expecting um electivire oh yeah um but are you uh, seeing a lot of people using pikachu yes okay yes. good every battle i've been in has had a pikachu um only one had a cosplay Pikachu, and I put that battle video up because uh, I did some stuff in that one that was pretty hilarious. Um, since are they allowed they, to use cosplay Pikachu? They are. It doesn't count towards the Pikachu count. Oh, okay. Um, and it, since this is going to come out after the competition is over, I will let everybody know that I do have my my Stunfisk on my team, Nose Fisher, and uh, I have actually used it successfully several times. That's awesome. Post- posted a couple of those battle videos so like somebody came out with electivire and i used fisher and uh that electivire was only was able to get one move off in the entire competition <laughs> i love fisher it's my favorite move <laughs> especially because like the little pokemon just get like sucked down into the earth <laughs> Ooh. um but do you love stunfisk I have an That's affinity the... for Stunfisk because that was one of Silent's uh, Pokemon on the cartoon, and I just I think Silent is one of my favorite characters. What do you love more, Stunfisk or Wishcash? Ooh, tough call. Uh, I think Wishcash because he's so versatile. Yeah, Wishcash is cool. He's got future sight, man. He can see <laughs> the future. <laughs> All right, what uh, what we'll do is. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back. Um, I'll do a bad transition about Future Sight being related to email somehow, so we'll be right back.
And we are back. We got listener emails, guys. That was my future site right there. <laughs> uh, did, we, you, um, did you foresee a listener email? I, foresee, I foresaw them all. Uh, last all right, I week, need to go. I'll see you guys later. Last week, uh, we asked you guys to email in and ask about or tell us your thoughts on the little green, the new Pokemon, the mini Celebi. And some of you guys did, and some of you guys sent in some other emails. So uh, if you want to send in an email for next week's show, you can do so at sbj at pkmncast.com. If you can't remember that, just go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button. That is the same way to email us. Uh, But the first email here is from Nick. Um, Also, in the future, if you want to write where you're from, I can say Nick from. Well, let's just say he's from. Uh, no, he's from Nebraska. Nick from Nebraska. Yeah, that Nebraska way I don't. Nick. That way I don't have to read that last name, and then you know specifically it's you because there's only one Nick in Nebraska, just like there's only one Dave in Texas. Damn. I mean, I feel like you'll they'll know it's them when you read the words they wrote, but <laughs> right, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Maybe they forgot what they wrote in. Uh, Dear Pokemon Podcast, do you think Pokemon Company slash Game Freak slash Nintendo has ever regretted creating Raichu? In all their merchandising and promotion, Raichu slept under the Poke rug. If they could do it all over again, would you think? Do you think Pikachu would be the final evolutionary stage? That's part one of two questions. That is such a difficult question to answer. I don't think I would say yes. Well, I would say wrong. yes because I feel like they they are missing opportunities to really uh trying to think of a kid friendly word to really pump up uh like a like a mega pikachu and I think that if they had the opportunity to do that they would because pikachu is like they they can't really do that as well with a mega raichu because people don't care about raichu as much as they care about pikachu that's true. oh I, I would disagree there was a website that did a mock mega raichu <laughs> one year for april fools and people oh, I went remember. nuts <laughs> people were so excited for mega raichu <laughs> and so. don't get me wrong that was one sweet mega raichu but, and I'll also let you know this: there is nothing stopping them from making a Mega Pikachu. I think it's, I think it's interesting because obviously Pikachu's success was pretty instant, and they went on and they made Pichu. And they right. even put like Pichu in Smash Brothers at one point. And it was just, I don't know if they were trying to like piggyback off that success, or like make well, Pichu appeal two. to people who don't like pikachu i'm just it just it's very curious now the baby pokemon were about as appealing as muppet babies which was just a load of garbage <laughs> so they stopped Fleffa, though now now and Magby, so cute cute doesn't sell 3ds's i feel like there needs to be a restructure in pokemon's if you think about the pikachu uh, like the new Pikachus or like the Pikachu of different generations, they don't ha- have any evolutions really, like Dendene and like Emolga. Emolga. And Pachirisu. Yeah. 
like their single evolution. Like, they were Pikachu's done right. Like basic Pokemon. It makes me think that maybe they wish they didn't. That and the fact that they play down Raichu so so much. I this is an interesting question when I think about it. For me, at least, because I am a big Raichu fan. I've always liked Raichu. I thought he was cool. But I just think that possibly that Pikachu wasn't intended to be the series mascot at the beginning. And it's just another one of those ones where they kind of like figured it out later. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, the second part of the question is, who do you think they regret more, Raichu or Jinx? Why would anybody uh, regret Jinx? Uh, I, mean, I think I think Jinx was a flaw of being released in the wrong like year. What do you mean by that? Well, Jinx had a lot of controversy because of its colors. Well, the, so the misunderstanding there is that Jinx is based on a style of dress and makeup that is very popular among some young women in Japan. That's the, the forest girl uh, look. And if you like there's there's whole like subcultures in Japan, which is just not something we see in the States yeah. where it's like I'm going to dress according to my it's, it's almost like if there were eight other different things besides like goth. And you like every weekend, instead of having the option to just be a normal person or dress goth, you were a normal person or you dressed as one of these other eight different things. And you just like went full hilt on it. And uh, and the forest girl look is just one that used to be popular. I don't think it's still popular. Um, But to dress up kind of like like that, where you have like overly tanned skin is supposed to be. I think the look that comes you, through makeup, you have overly tanned skin. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there. I don't. I think the only regret regret with Jinx is that it was released in the '90s. I mean, Jinx is just the Gen One version of Gothitelle. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe there was just it's it's just uh like a cultural disconnect, right? And I, I mean, think maybe. I mean, if, if you put Jinx next to Mr. Mime, that also makes so a lot of sense. I mean, I think there's a lot of cultural disconnects in Pokemon. We just don't pick up on them because yeah. some are more disconnected than others. The the same people who freaked out about Jinx were probably the same people who thought all computers were going to explode when it was the year 2000. <laughs> oh, and Pokemon is evil because they're all demons. <laughs> oh, man. I remember the uh, the magical creature uh scare of 1998 or 99 get them out of your house yeah i think uh creatures speaking of baby pokemon i think smoochum was uh a great pre-evolution to jinx and i think right now jinx is kind of forgotten especially with so many pokemon but I remember when black and white were first coming out and um, the people showed mock-ups of Jinx's evolution of being more like um, like a gypsy, closer to kind of what Gothitelle was, ended up being. But um, I think J- Jinx could be really cool with an evolution or a mega evolution, if done right. I think so too. And I think it would maybe 
help to uh, undo that cultural disconnect, I guess, that maybe existed at the time of the creation of Jinx. But Jinx was cool. That Jinx, though. Ice Psychic, man. Uh, <laughs> Slippery wrote in. Uh, hey, SBJ, uh, Will, and possibly Travis. R.I.P. Travis. Uh, I love the show and decided to write in a question for the crew. If you were isolated on an island for six years with only one Pokemon to help you survive, which Pokemon would you pick? You cannot leave the island even if your Pokemon can fly or swim. And P.S. I agree with Will. Cheesecake is the best dessert by far. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> 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 oh. Waiting for somebody to think of uh, Tropius as the correct answer because he provides you with food and entertainment. You know, right? you'll never get hungry because you can eat his bananas. That was a lot of directions that Joe could have. I feel like Ditto that's is not a wrong answer at all. It's not a wrong answer. I feel like Ditto is a cop out, but if Ditto can turn into more than just po- well. Doesn't Ditto have to see what it needs to turn into? See, that's what I was going to say. Is he wouldn't be that good because if he can't see another Pokemon, he can't turn into it. So he's just going to turn into you, and you'll be looking at yourself and picking out all of your own flaws. I would maybe go with, uh, well, what about Rotom, though? Oh, he gets get you electricity. Hey, what's Rotom going to do for you? Just I mean, he, he can be. Well, a, if you got, he can you, be a fridge, and he can be a TV. No, 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 and, no, 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 no. He can inhabit a fridge or a TV. If you're on a desert island and those things so aren't there, you, but, you're but just what stuck about, with an electric ghost, buddy. What about if you just brought those with you? Wait, wait, <laughs> do not extend the scope of the question. You don't need the electricity on a though. Desert island with a, with a Pokemon. All right, all right. I'm trying to cheat my way through this question. That's re- the reality of it. Right, you know I, I think it's interesting that the question says if you were isolated on an island for just six years, not a day sooner. <laughs> or, or a day uh, less. Actually, the right answer is Hoopa because you bring Hoopa and then Hoopa can bring in a whole bunch of other Pokemon. Ooh, that's good. Mm. Uh, I mean, I feel like a basic answer would just be a water Pokemon so you would have fresh water that's saying... That's saying that po- that Ugh. Pokemon can provide fresh water. I'm just saying that bubble and uh, hydro pump. That's not necessarily fresh water. <laughs> they're they're generating. I mean, like if if you drool, that's not fresh water, and that's something. You don't it, know if my drool's fresh or not. Uh, I've seen your drool. It ain't fresh. <laughs> uh Kayla writes in, hey, Pokemon Podcast. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months as I have a job where I can listen to podcasts all day. Since all I do is tell my boyfriends all the things I learned from these podcasts, he asked what I, he asked if I had found a Pokemon podcast. The question blew my mind, and I had to find one, and it happened to be It's Super Effective. You guys are hilarious, and Will, you're right, Twizzlers are so much better than Red Vines. <laughs> you got that right. Why are these people agreeing wow. with you? Oh, wow. <laughs> It's Will's week. Yes. Wrong answer. I'm never one to be like, hey, your answer's wrong, but your answer is wrong in that case. <laughs> uh, now you've broken your streak of it never uh, being. 
Mike, I have a Red big vines thing of one. Red Vines that we can crack open tonight when we watch Yeah, Super Slam. Super Slam. Yeah, the Super Slam. Slam. Uh, I am I am 22 years old and from Nebraska, and I started playing the Pokemon games when I was five. I loved Pokemon so much that for my sixth birthday party, I was all about Pokemon. I played through Pokemon Red, Silver, Crystal, and I stopped playing when Sapphire came out. But uh, in high school, I picked up Diamond. See, that's how it always is. You always pick it back up in high school. I love the fourth generation the most because I struggled with depression in high school and Pokemon took me away from all my problems. I could obsess uh, over building the perfect team and explore every corner of the region. Anyways, I wanted to write to you guys because unfortunately I have stopped playing Pokemon daily after I beat Alpha Sapphire. It just didn't wow me like Pokemon X, but I had been meaning to pick it up and play through the game again. I finally decided after after you guys had already suckered me into trying Pokemon Shuffle. So addicting. The day after I reset Alpha Sapphire was the was after you guys mentioned getting the shiny Rayquaza from Rister Gift. I hope that would allow me to pick up Rayquaza once I reached the first Pokemon Center and it worked. I ended up beating my rival's level 5 Mudkip with Rayquaza even though he fell asleep uh, before he would eventually attack. Yes. <laughs> I laughed through the rest of the night and I thought that I would share it with you guys. I love the po- podcast, but I hate that you told me about PokemonCenter.com. The plushies are so adorable and it's hard to resist buying them all. Well, thank you, Kayla, for the nice email. She covered so much about our lives in one email. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with her on pretty much everything. From uh... Except for resetting a game. I would never do that. I would always buy another cartridge fresh rather than reset one of my Pokemon worlds. That is true. I'm with you on that. I would, also, I would always buy another game. I would do the same. <laughs> we have a problem. Re- resetting would, would, would hurt me very much. Right, it's uh, like destroying a whole universe that you have done some constructive work in. Do and, you think... I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, in the lives of all those people and just like wiping them out in the blink of a switch. Mm-mm-mm. My Skype cuts in and out at weird intervals, <laughs> so <laughs> nice. it sounds like someone's done and then I'll start talking and they're not, so... Uh, I'm done. Social awkwardness. That's all you. So it's the 30 second delay. <laughs> uh, do you think that after after we had discussed it, our own opinions on Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, I said those backwards um, and hearing more and more people talk about their disappointment in them. Do you think that that's clear to the Pokemon company? Do you think they. It's interesting to me because for the longest time, people wanted those remakes so bad. Like, that's all people would talk about. And now, more and more, I feel like I hear people talk about how disappointing they were. Um, I would say that there is probably, as with all corporations in this company, uh, a country, a, a lot of... um factors that go into corporate decision making that can lead them to making wrong decisions or misguided decisions quite easily. Um, Some of those being that they only hear what they want to hear. Uh, And also from our perspective, like we have, we have a very unique perspective, one being informed as being people from the United States and two being people who are probably a little more invested in Pokemon than your average citizen but TPCI or you know Game Freak or whatever, they're actually listening to voices from all over the world. 
And they might not necessarily consider the United States viewpoint to be their most important demographic or their most important viewpoint in their decision making. So where we may feel that they've made a bad decision or that it was wrong to do it, they may overall be satisfied with the decision because it uh, met the needs of other consumers that we don't normally consider just because of our perspective. This has been Business School Talk with Bill Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the biggest factor is comparing those sales numbers to um, X and Y. And it seems like they sold pretty well. I mean, did they not? Uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? I don't yeah. think they sold as yes. well as X and Y. Mm, I, I think they sold really well because uh, – for- from the point of view, well, also maybe there's an overlap market there, right? Maybe X and Y sold really well to people who were already invested in Pokemon and had just a very small creep and creep to people who weren't already heavily invested in Pokemon. And then Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire sold really well to people who were nostalgic, but didn't sell as well to people who were longtime Pokemon fans that already played the originals of those games and were a little less interested because I very frequently come across people who are not hardcore Pokemon players, but they'll say, yes, I bought Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire because I just wanted to re-experience those games. That's interesting. I'll I'll need to pull up sales numbers for next week. Yeah, but also keep in mind, right, we we don't know the corporate mind of the decision makers at uh, at Pokemon. They their whole philosophy or their secret philosophy that they're not publishing, it might be we only care about what sells in Japan. And United States is an aftermarket for us, right? That that could be their driving factor, um, but we don't know that. I don't think that right. is their driving factor. I'm just saying that as a concept, so please don't argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> but it could very well be the case. I mean, We do not know what their core philosophy is driving for what they consider success. I would say probably is not so much the case uh, just because of how much they have invested in uh, like Pokemon company stuff in the U.S. But I feel like we're we're probably smaller potatoes than we think we are. Well, well, we do know that like the TV show and the the card game and the spinoff games are all targeted to make people buy the main series game right yes but you know it's a it's a standard of american corporate philosophy that all american corporations the fundamental rule is that you have to create value for the shareholders that is not necessarily the japanese corporate philosophy i don't know what the japanese corporate philosophy is but that doesn't necessarily carry over so let's have somebody do a white paper please on Japanese corporate philosophies <laughs> and their influence on the development and marketing of Pokemon games in the United States. Thank you. Have that done by next week. Uh, 10 pages, <laughs> double space, no larger than 10 point font. Perfect. Well, Brandon wrote in. Brandon says, I'm 100% convinced that the new green Pokemon is some sort of cell that makes up Zigarde. The new green Pokemon only has one eye on its left side of the face. And if you look at Zigarde on the Pokedex, only Zigarde's left eye lights up. The hexagon on the green Pokemon's belly resembles the hexagons on Zagarde. One of the moves Zagarde uses rains green hexagons on the opponent and then re- and then returns them back to Zygarde. I think that's how you say it. At least that's how I'm saying it. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Also, Twizzlers are way better than Red Ropes. 
<laughs> and Will needs to open himself up. All right, no, wait a second now. More because... variety of cheesecake. <laughs> no, plain cheesecake. Plain Let me tell you about red ropes. Cheesecake. Because ropes are different than red vines. That's true. Like super rope is not the same thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Super rope is still better than Twizzlers, but. I don't know what a red rope is, but. They're like those big, long, like, they come in cellophane, like, foil packages, and they're like giant licorice whips. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're closer to a licorice whip. You are correct. They're okay, but they're no red vines. All right. Resident licorice experts here licorice Um, chat i do agree what was it brandon yeah brandon that um because one of the things i thought of green blobby was that it's not necessarily a cell from zygarde zygarde um but one of his its scales I like a think scale that had thing. fallen off of Zygarde, and Zygarde is a composite being. Do you think this I is I almost would say that these things maybe make up. I I don't want to say that. I don't want to like speculate too hard, but I feel like maybe because there is this uh, oncoming like zygarde mega evolution that maybe as far as lore goes that these play some part in maybe building that like making up the, to me this is like a, this is probably like a manaphy fion situation like what a like be? a secondary to zygarde completely right like the only way to get one of these scales is to breed and just have a like a failure right and then it's this thing. <laughs> huh? Much like I am the uh, Fionn to Travis's Manaphy. <laughs> You're no Fionn. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I just, I just think this whole little scale Pokemon is, is whatever it ends up very, being. Very good points, though, as far as like the eye, the the difference in eyes and things like that, because my biggest question when I saw that thing was why does it why is like one eye larger and the other is not really an eye? And that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I just think this thing's going to lead into something that's not that fantastic once it finally is announced. I think it would be cool, though, if it were part of the, like, chemical makeup to the larger, like, the Mega Zygarde or Primal Zygarde or whatever it is that they end up doing. But uh, I also feel like maybe it could be, like, a, like these things fall off of it as scales when it... Because it, it's very, like, a, it's a very serpentine... Zygarde is a very serpentine Pokemon, like... And if it's maybe if it sheds its skin in evolution, mega evolution or primal evolution or whatever, maybe that's what it gives off. Maybe that's what comes from it. But. Of course, speculation. Is fun, but it's the Randy Orton of Pokemon, well, what is <laughs> why would you stop? What is uh, he hears voices in his head? Um, <laughs> what is. Zygarde's typing dragon. Oh, I don't even know. Not like I don't have Cell- Bulbapedia sitting open <laughs> right in front of me right now. 
Uh, he's the Order Pokemon. He is Dragon Ground. Hmm. Dragon we never Ground. pay attention to that, do we? No, Dragon I never Ground. like paid that much attention to Zygarde to to really realize. That's what how his they get you. That's how they get you. You think, oh, that's not that important, and then all of a sudden, it's like merging with the other Mega Pokemons to make a Super Mega Pokemon. But he's a he's a he's very snake based, so it would make sense yes. that if he's evolving into something else, that he would shed his skin. He's just yeah. the he's just the Gen Six Garatina. Uh, he's the Gen Six Kyurem. It's the Gen Six Ekans. It's more like it. Is 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 well? He he's obviously uh, an evil Pokemon, like Garatina is. Is Kyurem actually a bad Pokemon? Wait, Kyurem is evil. Uh, Zygarde is not evil. He's uh, well, from his Pokedex, Sapphire, his Pokedex Omega says Omega that Rupi. that he will destroy the ecosystem from deep yeah. inside the cave where he lives. I mean, it doesn't really get more evil sounding than that. No, wait. Not that he will destroy the ecosystem. It's hypothesized that it's monitoring those who destroy the ecosystem. Oh, you're so right. You're right. He's paying attention to them but, because he's the order Pokemon and he restores order. All right. Fair enough. That's a good point. Well, yeah, it's it says that he when the ecosystem wow. goes into disarray, it appears and reveals its secret These power. These are all what spoilers it? for the next game. Something's gonna. There's gonna be like eco terrorists. Oh yeah, it's gonna be some some. I'm sure. Uh, and he and Zygarde is gonna come out and restore like the balance of nature versus nurture or ecosystem technology. social commentary incoming for Pokemon Z. You heard it here first. That's the same old social commentary we've heard at every Pokemon <laughs> game since day one. <laughs> but it does say when the when the ecosystem falls into disarray, it appears and reveals its secret power. Whether that secret power is now that the world is weakened and I can take it over, or I'm here to restore the order, yet uh, it has yet to be revealed. Well, since uh, Pokemon are actually based on the traditional concept of Japanese yokai, um, and yokai are supposed to serve as lessons to correct behavior when you do things that are um, wasteful. It's, it's supposed to correct your behavior and not be wasteful or to uh, resolve human conflicts in ways where humans cannot find the resolution. I would say he's probably there to do something good uh, versus evil. And I would appreciate if somebody would write a 10-page paper, double space, no larger than 10-point <laughs> font, on um, the origins of Pokemon as they relate to the traditional Japanese concept of yokai. Extra Thank credit. You. If Bye. You... Bye next week. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see you next yokai week Watch. on the Yokai Watchers. Um, Talia wrote in, So I got some beef with Pokemon, even though Auras is the best game ever. The deck snaps and stuff got me inspired to catch all, all 719 Pokemon and counting. I caught all of them except for Meloetta and Mew. Why, Pokemon, can you not make these available? Why do they need to be event-exclusive Pokemon, and I have no way of getting them in the future? I was able to get every other event Pokemon through the GTS, but those two you can't trade because they were not released in this generation. What kind of pokey crap is that? I'm sure they will. I'm sure there will be some event for them. They're pretty good about making event Pokemon available. At some point in the feed, like the that generation run, but uh, I it's you know it's yeah, that well, that marketing the, strategy. When's the last time they did a Mew distribution? Oh, I can't uh, remember. Probably I mean, 2009, was, 2010. No, I think it was more recent than that. Um, 
it's to make it special, dudes. It's to make it the, a complete Pokedex something special. Number one, to make it special that you've actually accomplished it. Number two, to encourage people to communicate with each other because all you have to do is trade, trade back to get that Pokemon in your in your Pokedex, and then you can still have a complete Pokedex even without owning a Mew. That's this true. isn't a concept of ownership. It's a concept concept of sharing. You're not wrong. If you need help getting this Pokemon for your Pokedex, let us know. I'm sure we'll have fans that will trade you and trade you back so you can get uh, your certificate. Well, if you want to talk about our Slack community at the end of the show, um, there is a uh, channel on there about trading and Pokedex completion. And if you're a legit person I can trust, I do have a little, almost a living Pokedex. (laughs) I just have a few breedables I have to, to get done, but... I might be willing to share a Mew and share a Meloetta. I think I have Meloetta. I'm not sure. Uh, Danny Roden. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, long-time emailer. I was wondering if you could move a Pokemon from one generation to another, what Pokemon would that be? For example, moving Pikachu into Generation 4 because of X, Y, Z reasons. Keep doing what you're doing, especially playing Rocket League. It's It's way better than Destiny will ever be. Ugh, Danny. There's so many differing opinions in these last two emails. It's so serious. This is the wonders of uh, our modern age. That people can have different opinions. Not everybody doesn't have to all have the same opinion. And we don't hunt them down and burn them. Unless unless your opinion is that Twizzlers are better than Red Vines. And you're just wrong. (laughs) Then you're going to (laughs) get burned or dunked like a witch in the lake to see if you float. (laughs) Sure. I see Uh, what it is. I think what we touched on earlier, I feel like Jinx should have been saved for a later generation. You know how how for it's it's almost like you foresaw his letter and you made the comment before <laughs> the letter actually came. Yeah, foresight. Wow. It all foresight. comes full circle here on Pokemon Podcast. It's called Future Sight is the attack. Future oh, Sight. I believe there's a move called type. Foresight as well. Possibly. Hoot That's Hoot might know it. If I know my Pokemon. Oh, you didn't even know that Hoot Hoot had two legs. I definitely um, did that. No, no, that you did not know that. I did know that. <laughs> I knew it hopped back and forth on its leg. I think Hoot Hoot should have been brought forward to Gen 5. I think Hoot Hoot is a very misunderstood Pokemon. And by Gen 5, <laughs> people would have understood it. I think all the good Pokemon should have been in Gen 5, even though there were a lot of good Pokemon in Gen 5. I think Vanillax should have been moved to Gen 1. No, you know what? Vanillax, you know, any of like the cute, tasty Pokemons should have been moved forward to X and Y. So there'd be just like a whole selection of Slurpuffs and Vanilluxes. And it's like wherever you go in Kalos, all the Pokemon are so deliciously edible. It's just edible. one giant uh, n- navigatable uh, candy store. Yes, it's Candy Crush Pokemon style. <laughs> Oh, man, the next Pokemon game, they're going to have, like, a Twizzlers Pokemon. Now, here's a question. What? How, how do you think people would have reacted if they didn't release Raichu in Gen 1 and Raichu showed up, like, in Gen 6? I think people would be excited. You think yeah, so? Yeah. Yeah. I think they would be excited knowing, I think they would be excited knowing that there was a Pikachu evolution coming, but then I think once people saw what it was, they would be like, oh, that's terrible. How did they destroy <laughs> Pikachu? 
Probably. Terrible evolution. Why are you hating on Raichu so much? I'm not. I love Raichu. I'm just saying that I think people would have reacted that way because wow. it, I, that's the, the typical reaction to. I think the audience who listens to our show would react that way. I think little kids would be so excited that their Pikachu that they love would get an evolution. Because children are so full of wonder and mm-hmm. <laughs> excitement. <laughs> We've all had time to grow up and be jaded by things. Oh, I'm 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 very jaded, don't get me wrong. I'm more jaded than you. You're pretty jaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very jaded Sense podcast. Victory. <laughs> Hey, SPJ and squad, to answer your last podcast question, I think our little green booger snake friend is definitely something to do with Zygarde. The fact that it has a dark green hexagon on its back and it also it's in the next movie with Zygarde gives it away. Plus, a bunch of little of them started lighting up in the trailer. They are most likely to create something or release energy for Zygarde. I think the big question is whether this brand new Pokemon, like Carbink for Deance or Fion for Manaphy, uh, or is or is it a weird t- Zygarde form? I don't think it's a form. I think it's what I think it's like Carbink and Deance or Fiona Manaphy. That's my opinion in his email. Uh, I also believe that Little Z. Ooh, that's a good name for him. Little, Little Z. Z is a good Little name. Z. Like be. Little Z uh, will be a new Pokemon. Uh, will be a new Pokemon Z or X two Y two whatever they call it, uh, which will be announced in a few weeks. Um, I actually, I actually don't think it's going to be announced now that the world championships is over. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm still, uh, holding true that they are not making any announcement about a new main Pokemon game until 2016, even if it's January, 2016. I had heard, I don't remember where I read it and it's probably wrong, but I had heard suggestions that they were going to talk about it in November. What's in November? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. The announcement. I don't know. No, I don't keep, know. Keep in mind, right? Super Mystery Dungeon is coming out October, November, right? December. So it only makes sense that they... now they are not going to stomp on the release of Super Mystery Dungeon with a main series Pokemon game announcement because then people won't buy Super Mystery Dungeon because they're no, not going to buy it in the first place. Let's not create a disincentive. Launch. To get people to buy it, and then you got to keep the hype for the franchise going. So then, yeah. So after the launch will be January 2016. I will say though, I I am convinced that they're going to call it Pokemon Z at this point. I think X two Y two is out of out of consideration, considering that it's they're making it clear that Zygarde is going to have an important part in whatever's coming next, and he he's definitely the Z Pokemon. So. I think that it's probably going to be called Pokemon Z. What, what, what's wrong with Zemerald? Oh, I like Zemerald better. <laughs> Quantum uh, Zemeralds. P.S. Uh, sorry, Will. Red Vines are definitely better than Twizzlers, but I do agree that cheesecake is delicious. And P.S.S. I joined the Slack community. I Yay! Thank you, things. Scott. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think now that world is over and we we have an official announcement that there was no official announcement of a new Pokemon game. I I I I don't see anything being announced for the rest of this year, especially November, December, such a weird time to announce a new game. 
When was the last time that we went a year without having a Pokemon game? Uh, it was. My memory is really bad. It was the I feel like year. It's been a while. Yeah, it was the year before Heart Gold Soul Silver. Yeah, it's been a while then. We've had consistently. I just that when we got to the point like when we got to when we reached summer of 2015 and there was no announcement, it was it was a weird feeling because it's like I'm so used to it now. Yeah, but. I wouldn't. I, I'm I'm confident that they're working on a new engine at this point. Yeah. I would hope so. I don't get me wrong. X Y and uh, Oras, the engine was very cool, but I don't want to see. I don't want to see that engine get recycled into Oblivion. Yeah, got two more emails before we wrap up the emails. But this is going really long. Um, yeah, uh, Benton writes in greetings from Canada. Uh, response to your question: What is the green blob in Gen Seven? It will be oh he's saying gen 7 it will be starting it will be the starting pokemon for both you and your rival will get at the beginning it starts up as a normal type and then at the end of your first route uh it will evolve into three different pokemon either grass water or fire depending on the happiness friendship nature some new mechanics whatever evolves into it will have two more evolutions similar uh as the other generations by the way plain cheesecake with strawberry is the best dessert ever uh, I am not opposed to putting a topping on plain tea cheesecake. So that is an acceptable response. And I think like a nice strawberry uh, sugared sauce is uh, delightful. Um, just do not ever put cherries. <laughs> cherries are disgusting unless you're eating them as a plain stone fruit. I will, I will agree with you on that 100%. I don't like strawberry. Uh, I really like the concept of what he's saying will happen or what what could happen with this Pokemon. I like, I like that idea that, uh, that kind of mystery of like, you start with something and then it changes as you use it and you don't know what it's going to change into. Unless of course you're paying very close attention to whatever those factors are and metagaming as hard as you possibly can. But, uh, I feel like some of that mystery of Pokemon is like we've lost that in recent years. I, well, because people crack the games and then you go on the internet and you find out all the stuff that they discovered by reading right. the code and all that garbage. But, you know, basically he's just describing like if you started with Eevee right. and didn't know anything about the game and just had to find out over time of how you your Eevee would turn into different Eevees. Yeah, it would be very, very similar to starting with an Eevee. And that's why that's why I don't think it would be like the best option for the beginning of the game. And you're also taking away the fact of like I picked this Pokemon that's like and if if you look at uh how they promoted X and Y, it was very like Team Froki, Team Fennekin, Team Chestnut. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. people get behind Absolutely. and get excited for what they plan on picking. And I, I don't think, think having... they would I don't think they would ever want to take that away from the player. Yeah, I think having a Pokemon like that would be neat. Not as a starter, though, because I think that that's definitely part of the culture of starting a new Pokemon game. Yeah, I would be super happy if they would have starters that were something other than fire, water, and grass. (laughs) Oh, man, could you imagine? Like, psychic, dark, and fighting. What? That would be, like... Revolutionary. 
awesome. And that's not even that revolutionary because that's obviously what the X and Y starters ended up as. <laughs> but uh, final, but final, that as final email. Uh, Michael wrote in, are you excited for Super Mario Maker since you can use Pokemon themed levels and be Pikachu slash Charizard, Mewtwo, Lucario, Greninja, and or Jigglypuff? The basis of this question implies amiibos. I have immediately lost interest. <laughs> I am excited. I don't know if you, I know it's Steve that you watch uh, um, Giant Bomb do their thing on Fridays. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch them do any of the uh, Mario Maker stuff. I haven't, but I'm sure it's amazing. It's incredible. Uh, having like attaching sounds to certain actions in Mario and like your your Mario level uh change that to levels that I am very excited to to uh participate in. Yeah. I think build. I think Mario Maker will be like Little Big Planet where I didn't really build anything, but I definitely played a lot of stuff. Yeah. But Little Big Planet's in retrospect not really that good of a game. But yes, adding Pokémon to it definitely brings more levels of excitement to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I, I don't think Mario Maker will be a day one purchase for me, but I think it will be a purchase that I will be excited for once there is like content that I want to seek out and play, which I know won't be available on day one. Right. And that's uh, that's it for emails. Who would have thought emails would take 40 some minutes? It's a lot to discuss. And they were all fantastic questions. Um, so if you want your email read, uh, I think it's a great segment that all three of us like doing um pcam and cast uh dot com hit the little contact button or you can email me directly at uh, sbj at pcamandcast.com that'll get your emails to me and uh with that we'll take a break and then we'll uh, wrap up the show Pokemon of the week. This week's Pokemon of the week, suggested by Will, is Oddish. The dual type grass slash poison Pokemon. No, no, no. It's Oddish, the weed Pokemon. He, he is the weed Pokemon. <laughs> um, That he is. Uh, did you pick this because I tweeted that little Oddish comment, uh, comic? Uh, well, that's what made me think of it, but honestly, Oddish is absolutely one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. Oddish is really cool. That comic was super funny. If if you haven't seen the comic, uh, my apologies to who drew it, but I do know it's on the image itself. 
Um, I tweeted it like two days ago from the Pokemon Podcast Twitter account. It's really funny. Oddish lives in grassland and forest. A nocturnal Pokemon, Oddish buries its sensitive body into the ground during the day to avoid the sun and fool predators. If its leaves are pulled in this state, it will respond by shrieking horribly. Why hasn't the anime ever showed this? It starts to move when its leaves begin ab- absorbing moonlight, to which it uses to grow. Oddish will wander up to a thousand feet during the night and scatter its seeds and find nutrition-rich patches of soil in which it plants itself in. The more fertile the earth, the, gl- the glossier its leaves will be. It is, thr- it is thought that its feet become like tree roots when planted. So it's really based on, uh, is it a mandrake? Yeah. Is the thing that's supposed to scream when you pull it out of the ground? Yes. I just think it's so cute. I mean, if I could have a little Oddish. Oddish is like. I was a really big fan of the gloom vile plume evolution tree, like the whole Oddish evolution tree growing up. Yeah, I love vile plume. Vile plume's a boss. Pretty awesome. Oddish falls into that circle of like. Voltorb and Jigglypuff and Oddish all being very easy to draw as a kid. <laughs> so it's a ball with a little face on it and some leaves. Uh, speaking of drawing, not to get off, off off topic, but I think Micah and I finalized the date. I think. Uh, the date that we have in question is Saturday, September 5th. Which yes. is two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with that, Micah drew the first 360 Pokemon in the Pokedex in about 12 hours. And uh, we got very uh, ambitious and said all 720. <laughs> and so we stopped uh, at risk of passing out. And uh, we're going to pick that back up on September 5th, a little later than we wanted to. But uh, that date is now on podcast record podcast vinyl here for you guys <laughs> so uh we'll have more specific times and uh event stuff for the the next two weeks coming up build that hype back up Get that's, hype. Right. that's right uh, speaking of hype we can jump back to oddish here so hype you can watch steve draw an oddish maybe that'll be we'll open it with you drawing no oddish. no 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 so, no so no Guys, it'll be 14 hours if you're doing redos. No redos. No, just Odd- Oddish, though. Odd- no, no exceptions. That's All how right. you make mistakes. <laughs> First it was, let me draw Pokemon. So oh, you locked if you put, up and... <laughs> if you put a comment in about having the Pokemon do something funny or eat a funny food, I'll do that, too. And then, like, 300 Pokemon later, you're like, I'm not doing food on Pokemon <laughs> anymore. Uh, the hot dogs were great, though. So they were great hot dogs. Uh, I'm sorry, the ninjask eating. I mean, the Shedinja eating pizza is the greatest thing of all time. Also good, absolutely the greatest thing of all time. I think uh, I might have to pay for a commission of that. Um, <laughs> Just to Oddish. piggyback on that real quick before we continue, uh, I for people who won the sketches, I'm still doing those on Sundays as well. I'm I'll be doing that later tonight. And uh, next Sunday, too. Hopefully, they will finish all of them. When later tonight? Like midnight? Uh, Probably like 11 o'clock after after Super Slam. Ugh. Uh, Super Slam. Uh, Oddish has a tremendously great base stat total of 320. 
with its highest uh, in special attack. So you just want to get those uh, special attack things going. And if get only it had 100 more base attacks. stats, that would be a better Pokemon. It does learn some fairy-type moves like Moonlight and Moonblast, which is nice from Gen 6. And uh, it also knows Charm, which is one of my favorite moves to use on my Pikachu in the Pikachu Cup because anybody who's trying to Earthquake me, I charm them into their Earthquake being powerless. Uh, and it has an egg move of uh, Tickle. So you, of course, want to breed your Oddish to know Tickle and um, Snore. Oddish can be seen parallel to Bellsprout. Both are grass-slash-poison-type Pokemon in Generation 1. Both are part of a three-stage evolutionary line. Both start to evolve at level 21, and their second-end evolution both utilize the Leaf Stone. Oddish was exclusive to Pokemon Red. Bellsprout was exclusive to Pokemon Green. And both can be found in the same locations in said games. Also, both can be found in the uh, White Forest and White, and both have their eggs, and both have had their egg design revealed. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's kind of a weird statement. Their egg, does all eggs look the same? Mm, isn't that not necessarily true? What are you don't talking they about? Specific patterns? No. <laughs> really? Let me, let me run to Google real quick. and. Oddish uh, has a very disappointing shiny. Instead of being blue, it is just green. Mm-hmm. All green. Otherwise, Oddish, uh, has a, Oddish also is a Pokemon that Ash owns in the manga, not in the show. It also has a bajillion appearances in uh, the TV show, as it should. I think I think Bellsprout gets more honor in the um, games. Video he does games. have his own tower. Yeah, and Oddish gets more in the TV show, the cartoon. Bellsprout has like a sweet dance though in the anime. Wiggles his little stem body. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> if you ever saw the movie Day of the Triffids, um, it would probably terrify you quite a bit. I think it's Triffids. Michael, where hey. are you at on this egg thing? Uh, I'm getting... Okay, I don't know what this is. Let me take a look here. I'm seeing a lot of sprites for different eggs for different Pokemon, like very drastically different, but a lot of these I don't remember, so I'm not entirely sure what these are from. I vaguely remember things similar to this from like a Ranger, but I don't think that's the case. Give me a second here. Uh, Here, I will send you this though. As an owner of Pokemon Blue, I was always slightly jealous that I couldn't get Oddish from Red. Because he was he was a, one of the best Gen ones. That's right. It's adorable. Yeah, I I was a big fan of Oddish growing up, and uh, I remember being really excited, uh, having the uh, like Vile Plume card for the TCG, being able to evolve that Gloom into the Vile Plume. That doesn't really. There's no real information there that anybody cares about. Nah, it, the, it was it does, nostalgia for me. <laughs> nah, the, the the link you set sent does show that in the anime, Pokemon have different eggs. That can, I I remember for sure. Like Togepi's egg was very obviously very different than like 
other eggs. Right. Like sure. they show a Magby A next to a sand true egg and obviously they look like the Pokemon they're about to hatch into. Right. Um there is Yeah, you can never I don't know. Oh, no never really trust something from yep. Dwell on it too long. As we've already had quite a bit of a long show. So just edit all of this out. Cut it all out. Cut it oh, all yeah. out. Disregard. Um, anytime Wait, you say cut something out. This might have out, to do with Pokemon Channel. It never makes the cut out. Yeah, it's probably Pokemon Channel. You think it's Channel? Yeah, Pokemon Channel has different eggs, and I saw they have an Oddish egg. Hmm. Well, according to Wikipedia, it's the same as the Bellsprout egg. But that's here. That's here. Neither nor there. here nor there. Here so nor here's, there. Here's say. We have a big party to get ready for. That we do. Super Micah. Slam? Super Slam. Micah, where can our listeners find you? Uh, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Brave, And I'm on Twitter at also Brave, And that's mostly all I use right now. Do you have a night that Pokemon fans might want to watch you? Uh, currently, Monday is Monday, where I will be streaming my playthrough of alpha sapphire specifically because i've already gone all the way through omega ruby and now i want some of those alpha sapphire exclusives and it's a good opportunity to go through that game uh we're destroying our way through trainer battles with uh level 70 shiny rayquaza that will not obey me as i said before and uh that's that that is that will where can they find you uh, on Twitter, I'm at Washing the Sink, and on PS4, I'm at Washing the Sink. Good time to start thinking about getting into Destiny. Uh, if you if you listen to me and Steve talking on a podcast, and you think, "Hey, I'd like to hear those guys swear at the television and say ridiculous stuff," you know, add us on on PS4. And uh, like, you know, I've been playing Destiny with Wes and Mike all weekend. That's true. Good, good place to hang out. It's not safe for work. It is a good time to get back into Destiny if if you are interested. Or get started with Destiny. Or get started. Or just uh, you, play Rocket League. Uh, or play Rocket League sometimes. <laughs> I, had, I hit a skill level cap with that of me accepting I will no longer get any much better. Any much better. Any much better. <laughs> I ain't getting any much better here. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It is at Dragging A Lake. Uh, that is the same as my PlayStation name and my Wii U Nintendo ID, whatever name as well. Um, if you like what you heard today, maybe this was your first Pokemon podcast. Uh, that was probably actually a great episode to start because we didn't get too off topic. Um, but if you like what you heard, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash it's super effective. And uh, you can throw a couple dollars our way and uh, it gets you access to our Slack community and gets you some other stuff. If you've been a Slack member for three months or longer, uh, your stickers should have gone out. If you've only been backing at like a two-month level, obviously once you hit month three, your stickers will go out. We got some cool Rotom stickers that went out this past week. And everyone who uh, pledges through Slack also gets, uh, no matter what level you pledge, uh, you get some cool Rotom wallpaper that uh, our friend Jeff did up for for us. So, yeah. Uh, Patreon's a great way to support the show. If you want to support the show without giving us a dollar, which is totally fine, uh, please review us in iTunes. 
even if you don't use iTunes, just head over to iTunes and leave us a review. That would be fantastic because it helps other people find the show. And uh, yeah, that would be much appreciated. Otherwise, you can follow uh, Pokemon Podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast, uh, Facebook.com slash PKMNCast. And uh, we're on the internet like everything else in the world is. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super Stardust Cosmic King, Wade Barrett beats Stephen Amell. Red Vines Fancast. Boo. Super effective. Burns. <laughs>